right, Newburn. It's that time of your morning on, what is this? I think it's Thursday. I'm pretty sure it's Thursday. That means it's time for everybody's. That's crazy. That's one I didn't expect. Let's fix that. Try again. How you doing, guys? We're great. I'm awake now. That's for sure. There was some buzz going on there. It was sounded like um, Close Encounters. It just had that one drone. Yes. It made the whole world vibrate that way. This room felt like it was going to come yes. apart. Carl, reintroduce us, please, because I like your introduction. What? I like your introduction. Reintroduce us. I have to do that all on the fly, all over again? Yeah. You want me to start over? Okay, watch this. Uh-huh. Let's see if I can do this. Everybody ready? It's that Thursday morning. That means it's time <laughs> for In the Know with everybody's favorite Megan, Chelsea, and the responsible adult, Craig Ramey. Woo! <laughs> Good morning. Good morning. Craig, you have to be serious. Um. Mm. That's your grouch face. It's no longer, I'm serious. It's no longer grouch day. I'm sorry, my brain got scrambled from the, the <laughs> low end rumble we had. Don't don't ever say the word Thursday again. <laughs> well, good morning, guys. Good morning. How good morning. Are good. Good. Yeah. Okay, so we're all we both. Okay, I'll just say it. All three of us kind of drug in this morning. Yeah. I couldn't go to sleep last night. Yeah. It happens sometimes. Yeah. And I had just said that yesterday felt like it should be Friday. And I like brought water instead of coffee today. I and I haven't had coffee mine, yet. I rarely bring my coffee. I know. What, it, what is going on here? So, you know, my second cup sat outside the shower this morning. I'm like, oh, no, it's coming with me. <laughs> so we, we have to juice up on that. So. I'm also running behind because yesterday when I was leaving work, somebody pulled out in front of me as a joke. <laughs> that was me. And then, <laughs> I'm and like, my truck's I was behind bigger this than yours. Person, all the way to the stoplight, and this person was the last person to get through the stoplight, uh-huh. so I got to stop sit behind me and oh. sit no. there for five minutes. Sorry. Yeah. You're supposed and then to the relax. Next light, I had, Be no, in the know. I was leaving work. <laughs> you stopped that. I did. <laughs> I created that havoc in your life. And, I, yeah. and you were just laughing all the way home. I know you were. It, well, no. I mean, I had my kid in the car. So, yeah. I mean, we pretend. She's like, Mom, what are you doing? I said, just wait. She goes, oh. <laughs> like, she's like, that's really not that funny, Mom. I'm like, what it was to me. <laughs> that's all that matters. Yeah, you know. They don't have to like my humor. They just have to live with me. <laughs> that's true. So. Yeah. But anyway, everything else good? Thursday morning? Beautiful day? Yeah. Yeah? Just, Got any- yeah. Getting, gearing up for the fall and next week, too, with our, what, our... Halloween. Things are getting close. Halloween the, theme. Yeah, all the spooky noises we've got going over here in the studio, Charles. Oh, that's Halloween. what that was. We're getting ready yeah. for Halloween. Oh, there we go. Our close encounter. <laughs> I don't have a Halloween plan at all. No? I usually don't, though. I Like two days before, I'll decide what I'm going to be and, and start throwing something I did it. because I got my week off. <laughs> so that's a whole other story. But Oh, because yeah. you were going to dress up today. I Well... I, I got, really wish I you got, would have. <laughs> I got this this Thursday and next Thursday a little screwed up, but yeah. So anyway, that's all right. Well, when you yeah. come in here as the only one dressed up next Thursday, I almost brought a little <laughs> prop, but you know, then that, that's a little not, teaser of what you're going to be next yeah, week. It's not out of the the usual for me. All right, so you saw that I have some snacks up here. Um, so today is of one of the many national days of. It is National Nut Day. And I, I went in my cabinet. I was going to bring that. So, of course, I have That explains and- why all you people are at my table. <laughs> <laughs> Not the crazy guy down the street that's, you know, sings the headphones. No, like national nuts. So um, I brought my favorite, which is, you know, if you wrap anything in chocolate, it becomes yummy. So I'll enjoy. So sometimes you feel like a nut. 
But then you said, Chelsea, I'm not a coconut person. Yeah, I know. I already, which, I, which is I, the original yeah. theme song, but it didn't rhyme. Yeah. Right. So is coconut a true nut or is it a fruit? Isn't a fruit? I don't know. I don't know. They didn't bring that in there. So, um, but apparently. Whoa, 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 whoa. What? So if it is a nut, then it's a nut on a nut in chocolate? It's a, it's it a, could be. Every, it's everybody's, a double nut. Everybody's given all the praise to the almond. Yes. But there might be a hidden nut in there that nobody is recognizing. Yes, the coconut. I don't know. Maybe some of you will chime in. We like people to give answers. So if anybody can tell us if a coconut is a fruit or a nut. But technically, isn't a fruit anything that is produced following a seed? See, this, So a nut could actually be a, a fruit? This argument... Always, or debate always gives me anxiety because well, it always ends with here, nothing's a fruit. Have some chocolate. Everything's a vegetable <laughs> or nothing's a vegetable and everything's a fruit. Yeah. Well, yeah. just eat them all because they're healthy. And I'm going to tell you a little bit about the health benefits of a nut. Yeah, I so, think Almond Joy here is really healthy for you. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell anybody. Um, eat an Almond Joy. So well, unlike the fried cheese curds last week, so that had all that. So th- these are the fats from a nuts have most, uh, for the most part, are unsaturated fats. Okay, including monounsaturated fats. They have good sources of vitamin E and B12. They're rich in protein, folate fiber, essential minerals such as magnesium, phosphorus, potassium, copper, and selenium. So it helps your brain fire on all its cylinders. So um, National Nut Day. So enjoy that. So, of course, when I shared that with my daughter, she's like, yeah, that's National Go to the Emergency Room Day for me, Mom. So mm-hmm. she's highly allergic. So am I. I can national eat almonds. National EpiPen Appreciation Day. Yes. Um, oh, you got a puppy on your shoulder, Charles. And she's climbing up on my head. Yes. So, uh, yeah, she's allergic to tree nuts. So okay. we, she can do almonds and pecans. But like, like not like pine nuts. Pine, she, no. Yeah. EpiPen time for pine nuts. She's starting to show an allergic to or an allergy to pecans. So, but it's interesting because I didn't develop nut allergies until I was an adult. She really? was born with them. So, yeah. I'm I'm gave... worried about developing one. It's yeah. my favorite snack. Is it? Like I'm not really a chip person. I'll have them from time to time, but really I prefer like all different types. Mm-hmm. Uh and if I had a nut allergy, then I just I don't know what I would do. It's you're gonna have to go to chips. <laughs> You'd go to nuts. <laughs> You'd go nuts. I would go nuts. If I can eat peanut butter, like that's oh. my favorite thing. Like now, peanut butter. Let me everything. clarify that well, yeah. so you can be in the know. So peanuts are a legume. Okay. And not go. a tree nut or not a nut nut. So you can, yeah, you're allergic to nuts, but not peanut. Correct. Peanuts, peanut butter. But then I would just, okay, good to know. Yeah. So legume is like beans. So again, is it right. a fruit? Is it a vegetable? Is know. a legume a vegetable? It's really good. <laughs> That's what we're going to go with. Okay. So, got our. Did you try it? Do you like it? It's nuts. Almonds? Yeah. I mean, I, I'm definitely going to eat it. I'm just not going to They're kind of my now. favorite candies, like you find in your, when your kid got the Halloween candy. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. This one's bad. This one's been partially opened. <laughs> That's mommy's. <laughs> that is nice. When I was a kid, I always thought my parents were looking out for me. Yeah. Right. But they were looking out for themselves. Yeah. They were. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. National Color Day. What's your favorite color? Black. Really? Mm-hmm. Is that really a color? Is it like void of color? Or is that all the colors? It's all the colors. Okay. Is that why it's your favorite? Because it's all of them? Yeah. Everybody's just getting along together. Mm-hmm. It's slimming. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say the best one to wear. But, but yeah. it is. So it's your favorite color to wear or it's just your favorite color? Uh, I would say it's definitely my favorite color to wear, uh, but probably my favorite color overall. You've got a black car, I have a black car. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, I also have a black car, but it's not my favorite color. Why not? I, I'm a more of a blue person. Okay. I like blue. 
But you wear a lot of black. I do. Yes. I do. I wear a lot of black also because it's easy to coordinate, accessorize. And it goes with everything. Goes with everything. Yeah. Oops. So, okay. Forgot. Oh, no. They're clean. So maybe black is my favorite color. I didn't know it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So the colors. So I actually do love hot pink. I do wear, I mean, I love, that's my favorite color. So, and purple. I love purple, which I love your purple shirt today. Thank you. Yeah. So um, what do you think? Because it's really more of a violet. What do you think is perceived to mean, the, the color meaning, for violet and purple? You're going to like this answer, by the way. Uh, it's, see, it's royalty, right? Part of it, Regal yeah. It's presence. Authority and power. Mm-hmm. Authority and power. And you said you liked uh, blue. Mm-hmm. But let me go back to your, your black. Black, I mean, I don't know. I think this is kind of passe, maybe. Grief and fear. Mm-hmm. I don't think you live in grief and fear. I don't. No, you don't. No. So I think that, uh, anyway, we're going to combine it all together. Like, So white is the absence of color, right? Mm-hmm. That's happiness and purity. So I think you like black because everybody's happy together. So I think that's where we're going to, we're just going to make that up. You're, you're just giving me a full analysis. This I morning. am. I'm giving okay. it to you. And blue is corporate and high quality. Interesting. Which is interesting because our logo. Yeah, so I was about to say, is blue like and, a, and marketing and branding, blue is something mm-hmm. that's always a good choice because it, it, it does reflect. Well, I do have a lot of my wardrobe that matches the Craven color scheme. So I'm on. I'm right there. So in green is good taste, envy, and relaxation. So also in our logo. Look at that. Also in our logo. It's all coming together. It is. And white, happiness and purity. So I think that's pretty cool. So speaking of blue... Oh. We've got folks in blue today. There we go. No, yeah. <laughs> Did you like that transition? So today we have Jim Ward with us today, and he is the coordinator for our BLET program, as well as Sarah Rogers, who is with the Craven County Sheriff's Department, but she's also a student of our BLET program. Welcome, you two, for being here today. I appreciate you guys coming out. Good morning. Our, because you train, Jim, our people to go be in blue, the best of in the blue. Yes. Yes. <laughs> So I said B-L-E-T, we talk in, in, in acronyms and, and all kinds of letters all the time. Explain what B-L-E-T means. The acronym stands for <laughs> Basic Law Enforcement Training. Mm-hmm. It's a state-mandated course that um, all students have to complete and pass a comprehensive exam to become an officer in the state of North Carolina, whether it be a sheriff's office, a deputy sheriff, or even a police officer. So what's the difference? And I know Craig, and as soon as I say this, Craig and Charles are going to have like flashing pictures in their brain. But what's the difference between BLET and Police Academy? Did you like that? Did you know that was coming? <laughs> Charles's brain. I can see Charles's brain. <laughs> so what's the difference? I mean, is that an old-fashioned term? That, that's a, a, a term that can be uh, broken down into the same same dynamics of what we have in our, our basic law enforcement training. Uh, we don't have a residential program where we stay on the, as an academy. Mm-hmm. Typically, you would think they stay there in a the barracks. Mm-hmm. Um, but we have the open college, open door policy to come in, receive your education, and then have the luxury of returning home for the evening. Oh, that's cool. But is that, um, is that standard across the country, or is that, is that becoming something, uh, a new norm? Well, I can speak directly to uh, the North Carolina norm, which mm-hmm. is um, – Several community colleges throughout the state have basic law enforcement training now as part of their curriculum program 
or through the workforce development, either one. Oh, interesting. So tell us, um, like, what are some of the prerequisites to, to join um, if you're interested in becoming a police officer well, or deputy? it's a process that you have to go through with us, obviously. You become vetted with, with the program. Um, you have to meet the requirements for admission as a student of Craven Community College. Oh. And secondly, it's like a dual enrollment because there's certain standards that uh, even Sarah had to go through to be accepted into the program such as medical screening, criminal record checks. It's a little bit more extensive than the average student signing up for some other course because we have to confirm their background, uh, receive a sponsorship from a law enforcement agency. How, kinda, how does that work? Um, that serves as a... Not the one who stopped you all the time, right? Or gave right, you tickets. Right. <laughs> you, want a, you want a good sponsorship. <laughs> well, the sponsorship is a agency within North Carolina that agrees that this is a great candidate for our program. Um, doesn't necessarily mean that they're committed with that agency as an employee. Mm-hmm. It just says, hey, we've, we've checked behind you. It's a check and balance system. And they're checking to see, yes, they're not a convicted felon. Um, they're not a habitual offender of or related to any domestic violence offenses. And then they say, hey, hey, here's a letter, send that to the community college, and it's a waiver, if you will, of, of most of their tuition costs. Oh, wow. Yeah. So the agency actually foots the bill? No, oh. no, it, it's unique. The uh, language in the letter typically will say, there's no financial commitment, there's no commitment that we're gonna hire the person, it's just saying, hey, we think you're a good candidate for your school. And the government accepts that as, as kind of like an admission ticket. So there's, right. this is the vetting process. Then do you do an individual interview with them to see if this is a good fit? The very initial part of the application process is come in and meet with me face-to-face. I try to make it an informal, um, let's just sit back and talk, tell me why you want to come to Craven Community College, what brings you here, what are your interests, tell me a little bit about your background. And we serve people not only in Craven County, but surrounding counties. Um, we get a lot of response from veterans from all the bases that are close proximity to us. What's your max number that you can take per session? Uh, comfortably, we can have 24 students. Um, it's based on a ratio of what, how big the classroom is that we're utilizing. Because criminal justice standards dictates you must have a certain square footage per student for, for study space. And that's a manageable number for us. Um, retention is a whole different beast by itself, but 24 is a good starting number. And how many are in the program right now? Around Currently we're down to 14. 14, 14. okay. I had to ask with? my student how many we had. <laughs> yeah. um, we started with uh, nine. 13 after today. <laughs> we had, nine, we had uh, 19 full-time and then one limited enrollee, which is one who has to come in and take just certain blocks of instruction. Mm-hmm. Oh. Neat. So um, you started the class how recently, right? I mean, it's... Well, we're, in, we're in our fall semester okay. currently. So do you start at a typical fall start date or is we, it... We do. Okay. We, have, we have a day program for our fall class and we have a night program that we offer in our spring semester. Oh. The spring session takes a little bit longer to complete, obviously because the student cannot attend as many hours per week. But typically, uh, students like Sarah come in Monday through Fridays. 7 a.m. till 5 p.m. and they complete it within 16 to 17 weeks depending on if there's any hurricane delays mm-hmm. or school closures but we try to get it in as quickly as possible it's 648 hours of instruction 
and most of that is seated time, uh, lecture, and practical application as well. So those that come in the spring semester that can do the night portion, is that nights and weekends, or is it just e- not evenings? It's Monday through Thursday nights, 5.30 to 10.30 each night, and then, unfortunately, they have to be there every Saturday. I say unfortunately because they question, why do you take my weekends away from me if I'm a nighttime student? Well, we have them come in 7 a.m. till 5 p.m. on Saturdays, a lot of times for the practical application, mm-hmm. or to at least get as many hours per week as possible so that we can shorten their mm-hmm. stay with us as well. And I can see that as an asset for somebody who's already full-time employed, looking at making a change in their profession, sure. that they can still stay with their job and then come in the evening. Sure. The it, evening class, typically it is those that are working in the community, and mm-hmm. they're able to be in class by 530 each day. So I'm, I'm curious about some of the practical applications you talked about, right? So we know that you spend some time in the classroom, but what we see around campus is obviously when you're outside the classroom, when you're you're running, you're you're carrying a, a 90-pound dummy over your shoulder, whatever that is. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about some of those things that... In the field. Don't, call, <laughs> don't call Chelsea that. No. <laughs> hey, but, I do see y'all out in the field every day. Okay. I had a meeting outside yesterday to do our social distancing, and we spread out, and I timed it very poorly, and you guys were out there doing push-ups. <laughs> so, they, yeah, they so what's like a, a typical week in the class? What, what are some of the things that you would do in there? Well, the students are required to participate in physical training. Mm-hmm. At a minimum, they're going to have over 50 hours of physical training. So typically, the, the student will have at least a, an hour session three times per week where they'll go out and we're trying to prepare them physically because there's a mandate that at the end of the program they have to pass a police officer physical ability test. It's somewhat of an obstacle course. It's physically demanding. Yes, you've probably seen students like Sarah struggling with the (laughs) Um, push-ups. Students like Sarah. (laughs) The mannequins, like 175 pounds. Oh, it's 175 pounds. Yes, it's it's not a very light, easily thrown around mannequin. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but we, we prepare them throughout that 50 hours is built into the schedule so that by the completion of our school, she'll be able to easily, hopefully, pass the uh, course. Mm-hmm. And passing the course, you actually have to do testing, not just the daily physical testing, but there's also a state certification, or is it a license? How does that work? Well, there's 35 exams, or 35 topics that are built into the I'm sorry. The that, that, was, that, was really, that was really audible. <laughs> Um, the students are tested weekly on, mm-hmm. as they complete a block of instruction. And then at the end, we do a, a week of review preparing them for that state exam, which CJ, CJ Standards administers that test, and it's a 300-question test. They're allowed four hours to complete it, and they have to pass all six units of that test to earn their certification. So I know that your students vary. They're not all typical, like right out of, like you said, veterans. They're not like right out of the service or right out of high school or, or gone to four years of college. Um, give us a little bit, I mean, because, again, there's, you can't put them in a box. So what do you see as students coming through this this 24, um, whether it's this session or last one? What, what are, what are kind of some of the things that you're seeing, some of the trends? Well, the trend, obviously, uh, with everything going on in in the media with law enforcement nationwide. Um, I've seen actually an increase in enrollment from times. It's uh, a variation of students. They can be as young as 19 years of age 
as long as they turn 20 by the completion of the program. Mm -hmm. And I've had students that are well into their senior years that still have that interest. They want to serve our community. And uh, there's not a maximum age. Really? As long as they as can long pass. As long as your knees work. I'm sorry? <laughs> as long as your knees work. Yeah, <laughs> the physical demand is there. Yes, I'm out. Um, <laughs> Charles no is done. There's no separation between the 19 or 20-year-old young man or young lady that's trying to get a job versus I've had students in their 50s and 60s that start the same program. And they're all expected to do the same stuff. Same standard. Mm -hmm. Yes, ma'am. Very good. I like that. Sarah, we've, we've kept you. you like that. I like that. <laughs> I like that. I mean, I think it's impressive. I think it's very impressive. Um, Sarah, I'm sorry, we've kind of kept asking all the questions to Jim. But, you know, again, you kind of fall into that, um, uh, not unusual, but again, as a uh, variety of students that come in, you had a career. You were already working with and excuse me if I get the title wrong, but you were a deputy with the sheriff's department and you were, or you are, um, with animal control and abuse investigator. Is that correct? Correct. Okay, good. I'm so glad I got that. Because <laughs> you wear a lot of hats and you're still able to go through school and, and follow through with this. And then what was your um, incentive for, or what was the, the sheriff's department's incentive to put you through this? I think because I answer calls and patrol, I, I wanted to do this just because sometimes... I might be behind someone I hear on the radio that they're a drunk driver and I'm there I wanted to be able to respond and have those skills to do that that's awesome um, you know people that we investigate sometimes it's not the greatest situation so safety was also a concern you know we were going to um, partner back in the spring before COVID closed us down and do uh, stop the craven and one of the things topics that I'd asked you to come with was um, you know when you when you find these abused animals and they're chained up to the tree What's going on in the house? What's going on in the dwelling in that brick and mortar? Typically, if you don't take care of an animal, you're, there's other things going on. Domestic abuse, child abuse, um, just kind of the beginning. Yeah, and sometimes the deputies are calling you because they're going for one reason, and then they find correct the animal correct in peril. So just kind of with that aspect, they're always there for me. I wanted to be able to be there for them, too, if I'm nearby. So speaking of which, so typically you would not sh have shown up before as um, – as animal control or abuse investigator with the equipment that's around your belt right now. Correct. Now it's right now, this is all, um, this is a, a, a prop. So do you mind unclicking it and kind of oh, showing yeah. us so some of the stuff? I gave stuff? away my real gun for this one. Okay. Um, that's just the, the guns that we carry for BLET. Mm -hmm. Obviously marked so people know that it's not real. Yes. Uh, handcuffs. Uh, Craig might be in the mood for handcuffs. You want to borrow those? <laughs> yeah. So, I'm kind of an expert now. Not to call you out or anything, Craig. <laughs> I mean, we talked about it yesterday. I'm like, Craig, would you rather be tased or handcuffed? <laughs> <laughs> so I took handcuffed. <laughs> no comparison. Given, yeah. <laughs> it was that or be um, uh, pepper sprayed like you guys did. Was it a week and a half ago? That was a fun activity. Yeah. Oh. How did that go, Sarah? That was terrible. Was yeah, it? Her yes. best day by far. That. I don't know. Yeah. I'm, I'm a really good driver as well. I don't know if we can compare. Oh, yeah, we, we don't want to go there. <laughs> <laughs> it is pretty crazy to see that because where you do it is is right in front of the yes. building, right? So everybody going by on Glen Burnie sees what's, that something is happening out mm -hmm. there. And, of course, we saw it as we were leaving work. But, I mean, it looks like every student gets sprayed, yes. right? So they know what it feels like. Oh, and, then, and, and then I've seen, their, like, your 
face is getting sprayed with water or you're trying to get it all out and it lasts for like 20 minutes, 30 minutes. Like, or two days. Or two days. Ooh, okay. really? Oh, I love the smell of CS gas in the morning. <laughs> it's typically gone by the next day. Oh. Unless yeah. you're not smart like me and I didn't decontaminate my phone. Oh. Oh. So every time you every time Oh, that's horrible. Phone, it was horrible. Yeah. She got all cleaned up and then every time she took a phone call, yes. what is this feeling? Oh. That's was not a good day, but so then how do you? Work. I mean, how do you clean it? Like, how do you clean it up? So they had hoses out there, and we were just washing, okay. washing mm-hmm. our faces and oh, rinsing it, our eyes. It did not look pleasant. It was right? not pleasant. And then were, were you doing some sort of a takedown while you had it on? We were. We had to run through and or pretend to arrest someone and put them in the car and call in the radio. While you would after you had been pepper sprayed. Yes. Okay. Yes. But it was a bonding experience. It was yeah, I'm sure. Because yeah. it really stunk for everybody. It did. Yeah. It did. yeah. yeah. Wow. It wow. <laughs> so, and I understand from from officers that have to do it, they're like, yeah, that's really the last resort because you always end up getting it on you. Is that correct, that's Jim? A, that's a good good phrase to say. Yeah. Back, you get an overspray, if you will. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We call it level one contamination is what students exposed to. Level two would be you accidentally come across contact with the spray yourself. <laughs> so... Um, She's laughing not because it's funny to get sprayed. Yeah, oh, yeah. She's laughing because, because you're a puppy on the other side. Yeah. Just, just so we sorry. clarify that. Oh, people getting sprayed. Hilarious. I'm easily distracted by puppies. <laughs> me too. <laughs> me too, me too. The but that being, said, that's being said, our, our um, audience, we want you to stay with us because the puppies are coming. So, And I might just burst out and giggle again. So that might be fun. So Wait, I, know, I, I want to know everything that's in Sarah's belt, though. Do we cover everything? So you've got the pepper so, spray. It's like the bat belt. I don't have yeah. the pepper spray now. Okay, Just the, okay. the gun, the handcuffs, the uh, baton. Let me okay. see the baton. It's not like ones that the pageant girls wear. No, it's not. Okay. <laughs> no bullets yet. Yeah. yeah. She hasn't had the firearm yeah, so. training block yet. Yeah. That's the baton. Okay. Right. And normally the... I feel it. The, of course. The uh, the gun oh, or the firearm is a mm-hmm. just a, like an orange one, right? A solid orange one. Yes, a lot of times they're referred to as a red gun. A red gun. We yeah. make it obvious that uh, what she has on is actually property of of Craven Sheriff's Office. Mm-hmm. It's an airsoft weapon. Yeah. It's uh, not non-lethal. Yeah. Uh, for training purposes, mm-hmm. and then we will place a real gun in in the student's possession once we're downrange, and they've had the lecture instruction. Okay. Very good. That's exciting. Okay, so I know that because, like we talked about space, I know that you are still practicing um, COVID precautions during this time. Yes. Uh, and so also, when is the next class going to start? Is When you said spring, is that January? January, on or about January 11th. Okay. Be the start of the spring semester. So That'll be our night program. And if somebody's interested, they need to start the process now? Yeah. Yes. Okay, so mm-hmm. to contact you, they would go through, um, is it best to email or to call? Best to email or call, mm-hmm. um, go to Craven's webpage, uh, check our directory, um, reach out to me. So in the search engine, that, Craig, they just put in B-L-E-T? They can. Uh, if they're watching the stream right now or later, uh, it's still it's already in the comments. So oh, they cool. can just click on the link there and, and okay. find it there too. Fantastic. But start now because we need the applications to be processed before the holidays. Gotcha. So they need so some of this can be done online and also in person. So sure. you need to plan on that. Sure. As well. It's kind of a combination of, of both, if you will. Awesome. Tell us some of your success stories. Wow. Um, I'm right here. Yes, yeah. <laughs> you got Sarah, one right here. Sarah's right here. We know that. But what so another another success story. Ooh. You can boast. We like that. Well, we take pride in uh, there's good job placement. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a success rate of students passing our program. Um, not trying to, to boast but so much, but we 
we are successful, we bring in recruiters and try to help get that transition straight from our basic law enforcement, hopefully to within a job. Sarah's at an advantage. She already had employment coming into our program, but several come in as an independent student, meaning they're looking for jobs. And we try to get that lined up for them. Um, and we have a very high success rate at that. That's awesome. You can boast about that. Yeah, I mean, and I joke that's about what we want. OC spray and stuff being terrible, but the program itself has been amazing. They bring yeah. in instructors from all sorts of agencies, and it's it's really top notch. I've enjoyed yeah. it. And you're an instructor, right, yes. Jim? Yes. And what do you? What's your specialty? Dabbing. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, you mean like dab. the dance dabbing? Yeah, you can dab. They, they the students have taught him how to dance. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I want to see that. <laughs> My background is it's been a lot. In we dabbing. all want to see that. <laughs> also in driving. Um, Drive, teaching <laughs> students like Sarah to drive uh-huh. has been a challenge for this semester. But I mean, but what's different about driving like normal driving? It's not the high speed and pit maneuvers like you see on cops television shows. Mm-hmm. It's more about precision, about not striking the cones versus. There's a lot of cones. Yeah. <laughs> and they're in the way. In my defense, there's a lot of cones and we're going in reverse. Yeah. But, oh, but I would say that the high speed is a part of it. Uh, in my experience, when I was in Leadership Craven, one of the things that you do is you do a ride-along with uh, somebody in law enforcement. So I, I did one from, I think, 10 p.m. until 2 a.m. with uh, Newburn PD. And uh, it was a very rainy night. And uh, we were out by the, uh, uh, what's the, where the sheriff's office is down a, Clark's Road. Yeah, down Clark's Road. And there was a call downtown, and we got on the highway, and uh, I was not comfortable. I'm not going to lie. It was pouring down rain, and we were going, like, faster than I've ever gone in pouring down rain. I'm I'm not going to call anybody out. But, I mean, it was an emergency that we were going through. And I, like, we had been talking all night, and then I stopped talking. And he's driving, and he turns to me. He's like, you okay over there? Like, he's just like... (laughs) Calm and cool through the whole thing, I guess, because he has to be and has done it enough times. But I was not comfortable at all. I mean, I mean, rolled with it, of course, but I that, can't imagine. That block of instruction really. is we teach the student the dynamics of driving. There's factors such as environmental factors that mm-hmm. you experienced that night, the vehicle performance itself. But the driver is, you know, roughly 90 percent of whether it be a successful mission or not on, on the driving. Wow. That's awesome. Well, we thank you for doing, uh, not only just being here, but also training our law enforcement so well that you do. And whether they stay here in Craven County or they go elsewhere, um, we're grateful for that. And we uh, we love our folks in blue. So thank you so much for, for coming out and sharing. Um, Jim, you've got to go back because you got testing. Sarah gets um, a delay for another half hour so we can play with puppies. But she'll and have testing when she gets she back. She will have testing <laughs> when she gets back. No Sorry more. about that, yeah. sir. If you didn't get no you out waiver. of it, you just got it delayed. delayed. Yeah. Can I write her a note? Does yeah. it help? To, you know? It might. Okay. <laughs> Can you give her the test? <laughs> no, I won't pass. I won't pass that one. But, Jim, thank you for hanging out with us. I know Thanks that we're so going to go on. Did you Anything else that you wanted to share with us that we didn't cover? I think we've covered it. Get yeah. the paperwork in. Come and talk to you ASAP if you want to get into the spring night class. Um, and be one of those successful folks, right? Sure. That's Absolutely. What we want. All right. Thank you. Great. This is awesome. I think Charles is going to take us to a short break so we can bring in the, the little four-legged friends, and Sarah's going to stay with us to talk about what she does on the other side of the, yeah. the coin. Yay! Awesome. Great. I'll be here.
Bell. Bell. Don't worry, Newburn. You're not having tech issues. We're just watching Chelsea be all kinds of cute with a puppy. Here in just a second, we're going to come right back with everybody's favorite bacon, Craig Raby, and all the other folks. Just look. It's Chelsea with a puppy. Chelsea with a puppy. Now we're back. Oh, Is Eileen oh, here? Oh, oh. Yeah, she just... Well, we'll pass the buck in just a second. So we are also... Um, we have these wonderful little sweet... Furry friends with us. Craig has a kitty named, what was the name? Shanice. Shanice, pretty little fluffy tail who's just cuddling with Craig. And then we have Tommy Bell, who is the manager of the shelter, and he is here with another sweet little kitty named? Leslo. Leslo? Mm -hmm. Leslo, and how, um, how many, are they sisters? Uh, brothers? Brother and sister, yeah. Brother and sister. And or how brothers. many? Brothers, we're not yeah. sure yet? <laughs> And then, oh, and then Sarah is now holding. There's a puppy. A puppy. Oh. And I understand he, that she is a Chihuahua Dachshund mix. Is that right? And we're not sure if she's scared, cold, or nervous, but Sarah said she just might have the Chihuahua shake. She's <laughs> so, my puppy. She's coming home with me. Sweet. Oh, that's a sweetie. And then we just had Eileen to walk in. And Eileen Beeson, and she is the Craven Pamlico Animal Service Director. And we are so grateful that you and Tommy brought these friends. Um, Tommy, I don't know if we will give Eileen the chair if uh, and give her the kitty. <laughs> oh, <laughs> thank hey, you hello eileen thank you for coming in i know you don't have headsets but if there's if charles says something directly to you well we'll make sure that you get to hear okay. it and so um i brought you guys all together today for a couple things and it's just been on my it's my, national fur baby day it's close it is close to national fur baby day so october is the month of adopt a shelter dog adopt a shelter dog and i um and all throughout the month we had speckled you know like next week as we talked about next thursday 
is um, Cat Day, Rescue Cat Day. Yeah. So that might give a little hint, Chelsea, oh. about what I might be dressed as <laughs> next week. Next Thursday? Next Thursday. Mm. So I just wanted to bring awareness of what you guys are doing at the shelter. And Eileen, I love the fact that you have no problems with that cat climbing on you like that. <laughs> <laughs> but also the partnership that the Sheriff's Department, is specifically Sarah, has had with you guys. Because your mission is about taking care of these lovely creatures these got creatures so i am going to um, start with you eileen because i know that you've been with the shelter now for how long just over a year and tell us um we talked a little bit on the phone about it but tell me your ultimate mission for for finding these safe homes for these puppies and kitties and, and not just that there's all kinds of animals that come in so i want you to tell us a little bit about that we actually do take all types of domesticated as well as farm animals at the shelter. So we never know what's going to come. And uh, while I love to give Sarah a hard time, she's really the one who's going to bring those to us. And we <laughs> never know what she's going to drive up with. I love Sarah's Facebook post because she's like, look at who's my passenger today. And it might be a goat. You never know. Or yeah. a bunny. Yeah. Or you just never know. We are Look at Craig's face. What? Well, no, I'm just wondering. So what is the strangest thing that's ever been brought in? By me, probably the goat in the front seat. The goat in the front seat. Okay. I don't know. We've also had ducks in the front Wait, seat. And yeah. We've got to hear the goat in the front seat story. We don't. We, just when we think she's going to come with a nice big group of puppies, she either brings, you know, one of the meanest pit bulls we've ever seen or, you know, and it's unfortunate because I say pit bull, but, you know, we, they, they get a bad rap because she also has brought some of the nicest pit bulls you've ever want to see yeah. where they're licking her face to death as she's trying to drive. Because they're so happy that you've gotten them. They yeah, are. so they she's are. also um, gotten some really bad cases here. And, you know, you think it doesn't happen. You think it's not around. But unfortunately, cruelty happens. Mm -hmm. And, you know, she's the one that has to drive up and see that and then bring it to us. And we're the one that has to try to fix it. Um, the ultimate goal for us is, you know, last year we together brought in 4,160 animals. Wow. Um, in one year. In one year. And this year would have been all of us because she started in July. We ran these numbers from July to July. So those numbers are significant because it's what we have done. Um, you know, we, have, we, were, we were able to bring our euthanasia rate down from 76% to uh, we, we float between 21 and 23%. Uh, and that would be from the help of Tommy. Tommy's role is as a shelter manager. Tommy's the one who's juggling the That's cat for right. my <laughs> Literally, it's a juggle. <laughs> he is the shelter manager as well as the rescue coordinator. He spends his days calling rescues everywhere. And it, it almost, you know, he's he's begging. It's He's in there saying, hey, can you help us with this one dog? Can we send you 25 cats? Can we? And <laughs> that's what his day looks like. Um, and then you guys put out, on I see it on my Facebook, and like, hey, we need somebody to transport XYZ dog either for treatment to go and get something done or who's going to New Jersey? Who's going yeah. up the turnpike? Can you take up these 20 People cats? step up and do it. It's amazing. It is. Yeah. I, it, it blows it, my mind. It does. It blows my mind, especially when you put out a request like – God bless, you'll find the, the more torn up animal I that needs surgery. Like <laughs> yeah, and we're like, we need we need help to pay. And we know a lot of these doctors and vets will do a lot of pro bono, but and it just has to cover the cost of 
the surgery or the equipment. Is that correct? Um, you know, we don't we don't get a lot of that. Let's. I'm going to be completely honest. Oh, really? Um, okay. We, you know, the the sheriff's department has really stepped up to get a, a small nest egg, which needs to grow. So, you know. Our, our mission, what our main mission is, we're getting ready to have a vet on staff, but that vet is going to be a contracted vet part-time, only two days a week, and we're still going to run into the problems of what do we do at 2 o'clock in the morning when an animal's been hit by a car. Um, so, you know, that's going to be our, we're going to have to actually step up and start helping and get a better nest egg there. So people can always call in to Craven Animal Hospital for the Sheriff's Department and uh, give money. They can always call into the. Uh, we, they can call into us here at the shelter. Give money. Um, everyone I mean, always. Honestly, asks, we don't have any money. There's no. Sheriff's office has no budget for for care. No, and and my emergency budget, which I I can discuss. It's a public thing. Is a thousand dollars. Oh. So that that's not going. You know, and, and the the county does provide so much for us, but they're not able to provide for every single animal that may get hurt. So that's where we need everyone else. So. Our main mission this year is to keep our, our euthanasia rate low, to bring on these vets. And you know, people are always asking, how can they help? Well, if you can donate, donate. If you can't donate, volunteer. There's plenty of stuff for you to do. If you can't volunteer, adopt. You know, If you can't adopt, tell your friends. Just share the post. Or just come so help socialize these guys. So, because so, I want to know a lot of people too, they're always looking for new volunteer opportunities. Like, especially now in terms of COVID, there, you know, people are looking to do stuff. What are some opportunities that you guys have available? We have a volunteer? ton because you, you know, I, I, we have an 81 year old woman. She says, well, what can I possibly do? Well, she comes every week and she answers phones, helps people find the right pets online. She, uh, she said she would never work on the computer, but she's had a couple classes and she's putting in licenses and helping us with filing. She absolutely loves coming and feeling like she's part of our team. So that's one thing I can say about our team is that, you know, our animals are clean. It's very clean in our shelter. Uh, they, they do get enrichment time and time outside, but then they get to come out of the weather. This is enrichment time too right <laughs> yeah, here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they get to be on live. Yeah. <laughs> um, our, our staff is very friendly. So when you come in, you feel as though you're part of our family. And that's something that we really worked hard on is to make everyone feel welcome. And uh, it's a different environment. It's a completely different environment from what it used to be. I'm getting kisses. I'm getting kisses. And, and we did say all of these animals you're seeing today are adoptable. Adoptable. <laughs> Except for the puppy. It, yeah, she's she, probably, she, she's probably going to be going home with Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> six more Although I, yeah, there or are me. six more puppies. And I, I have a whole shelter full of kittens. So oh. I don't, I, you know, we definitely need oh, some goodness. help with cats and kittens right now. So let's make sure we tell people what to do. If they, if they do want to adopt one of these beautiful animals... It is so easy. Mm -hmm. Come to the shelter. Did you hear her? Walk into the door, and you can choose your animal. You can leave the same day with your animal. We just do a small contract, and you're ready to go. So let's wow. just, for those who don't know, let's say the name of the shelter, where it is. That's Craven County Animal Services at 1639 Old Airport Road in New Bern. And our hours of operation are uh, Tuesday through Friday, 10.30 to 5.30, and Saturday, 10.30 to 3. Please come in and, and see them. Take pictures. Take them to your friends, family. There's plenty of animals there. So, Sarah, um, I know, again, you're, like like Eileen had said, oh, I'm getting kisses again. <laughs> that you are the front line. You and your other deputies are front line. Um, 
whether you're investigating another criminal activity and then you find these sweet babies somewhere that are not being taken care of. So what's the difference between a seizure? Oh, I got real good kisses. A seizure, a rescue, and a surrender. So we would deal mostly with the seizures, um, and that would be animal cruelty cases. Um, the surrenders, we do get some of those in the field. You know, if we a lot of times we'll start writing tickets or citations, and they'll decide not worth worth it, and they'll surrender the animal to us. And often, sometimes that's the best thing for the animal. Um, I know, baby. I hear. <laughs> I hear. Rescues. You. A lot of our, our seizures are considered rescues because we're getting them out of that situation and giving them a new chance. That's awesome. Um, so we are a family that has rescued. I mean, even growing up, my uh, my parents picked up a dog that apparently had been hanging out by the local bar in Syracuse Mountains, and um, and I, I was scared of dogs. So this dog came up to our cabin. We were up there vacationing, and I was probably three. And um, the dog came up and gobbled up my brother's donut in one bite. And she was what we assume was a greyhound shepherd mix. So that was my first, I mean, that was our pet. We had her for 14 years. We named her Moocher after the donut fiasco. Um, and we had Moocher forever. And she was, you know, she was just a love. And then, you know, when my kids were, um, when my kids were growing up, they, you know, the second one especially, she just loved everything. And Eileen and I talked about this. There has been, um, if, it's, if it's got fur or feathers or scales, my child wanted it. And <laughs> I am all about, again, the rescue. So our first, her first um, hamster, sorry, Charles, it's chewing on your cords. <laughs> um, our first hamster we rescued from a size six shoebox. And uh, she, Biscotti was her name. We named her on the way home. And Biscotti was the prettiest of all of them, of course. And it, she was in, it was just great. And then we, we rescued hamsters, at, uh, multiple. And then we rescued hermit crabs. And we've rescued <laughs> fish. You know, like some of these guppies, like, exploded. And then we ended up, are they we, still We biting? brought you fish before. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, but I just, I just love that um, we have that, that, that process and that ability to do that and that you guys are doing such an amazing job and yes puppy is chewing sorry <laughs> so I also in my minivan and I didn't bring him in because it's just a lot to carry but I will make sure we get it maybe I'll just transfer it over to your car I have a brand new dog bed oh, I have oh that might end up badly don't let her chew on that cord okay <laughs> I also have um chew on my finger baby she gets zapped um Ooh. I also have uh leashes and harnesses that my puppy has outgrown that oh, she's great. also a rescue Thank you. and collars because I know when um, our our last puppy Biscuit was her name she came from Colonial Capital and Penny got her from um, a kill shelter in Goldsboro and my husband said bring her home when I saw the picture and send it to him and so then but she said, hey, Megan, I'm going to go drop off another dog in River Bend. Can I bring Biscuit to you tonight? I'm like, I don't have anything. I don't have a dog bowl. I don't have a collar. I don't have food. How do we do that? She goes, oh, I've got everything. I'll bring it to you. Yay. And I thought, oh, I've got sucker written across my face <laughs> really bad. And, of course, I'm – and she, 30 seconds later, she was part of the family. There was no getting out of that one. Well, see, mentioning that, you said – about bringing donations. Uh -huh. We actually accept any type. So all used um, open bags of food. If you open a bag of food and your animal doesn't like it, you're welcome to bring it to the shelter. Um, you know, we like I said, we work on a budget and we accept anything anybody wants to bring in. So thank you so much for your donations. Absolutely. Today. And also, 
like um, old kennels, any size, yep, right? Any, any size. Any size kennels. I know that I've donated a kennel and a, the old kennel pads, you know, yep. as they grow out or we don't use them anymore. So that's, um, and we did talk about this before. So you'll take like old blankets, yeah. old sheets. You don't want crocheted. Yeah, the only hands. thing we really can't take, I think, at this point is um, pillows because mm-hmm. of the feathers and other things that are in them, as well as crocheted blankets because our animals get caught in them. Yeah. you got to be careful with that. Okay. Yeah. Towels are always great, too. Towels, yeah. Towels. yeah. Mm-hmm. How about you? How many towels do you have in your in your trunk? <laughs> a lot. For, for, yeah. the goats, for the goats and all. I use the back of the truck just for storage. The animals sit up front with me. Yeah. <laughs> so I know, um, especially since last July, when you guys have kind of partnered, there has been some amazing success stories. And I think the success stories have gotten this community connected. Um, and that, um, one of my favorite right now is Bo. Oh, you know, yeah. You guys had Bo, and Bo couldn't even stand. Um, and you rescued Bo, right? Yes. And tell us a little bit about Bo's rescue. Uh, Bo, what, what kind of conditions you found him in? So Bo was actually, um, we found him from a, a citizen that made the complaint and gave us the heads up, and we went out there and found him. He couldn't even stand. Um, we were told that he had cancer by the owner. Come to find out that Bo had never been to the vet, so he didn't have cancer. Um, ultimately, we seized him, took him to the animal hospital where he stayed for, he, gosh, he was there a couple of weeks. It was it was definitely a while. Craven Animal really stepped up and helped him. They, and he was able to walk, got him treated. And then did he go to your facility next or he went straight to rescue? We ended up letting him go straight to rescue because he still needed a lot of TLC. work and time. And uh, the thing is, we at this point, we knew that Colonial was going to step up and partner and take, uh, there was a foster that was already ready available. And so some of these times, I mean, if he has the ability to go right to a foster who can continue on with his physical therapy and the stuff that he needed, that was going to be best for him. And he's doing great. He lives out on the dog farm and yeah. spoiled rotten. He feels like dogs. he hit yeah. the jackpot. He did hit the jackpot. It's, I mean, I love seeing his update, his pictures and his antics, like the sleeping in the pillow. I always, like Saturday morning, I'm like, look, showing my husband, look what Bo's doing now. <laughs> yeah. it, it makes me feel better. You know, sometimes we see them in this situation, like the dog the sheriff adopted. The, she got hit by a car. Mm-hmm. Horrible day for her life, but also the best day because now she has an awesome family. Yeah. yeah. Chip can't, he's, he's not a one dog family. He also has. He's sucker. <laughs> sucker across his face. Yeah. 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 I'm sure if he was in the studio and he was going to come today, but he had to get called out of town, I have a feeling that this one might be going home with to the Hughes family. Yes. Because these are sweeties, absolute sweeties. So it's also National Make a Dog's Day. So, um, and I'm not making these up. I really do. I pull them offline. <laughs> I mean, there's, pic- there's pictures. I mean, there really is. And this is basically like, okay, so maybe you can't bring, you don't have the lifestyle to bring an animal in. And that's something I think that you guys vet to make sure is your yard fenced. You know, if you've got, like I've got, uh, she's American Foxhound and Beagle. She's gone. She's a runner. <laughs> she catches a scent, you know. It's like, oh, man. So um, you've got to make sure that, that the that's a good fit for the family as well, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we we also have to make sure that we're fair because mm-hmm. we're a county facility. So mm-hmm. we can't dive in too many questions, but we definitely are going to ask the questions that are going to keep our animals safe. Yeah. You know, we're trying to make the best adoptions that we can. Well, we don't have a full application process. Uh, we're, we're trying to vet and ask the questions necessary to get them in a good home. I'll never forget I had a husky come in that was had actually eaten a chihuahua. That's Ooh. what he did. He ate a chihuahua. Wow. He didn't get along with smaller animals. So in comes a woman who wanted to adopt him who has none other than a chihuahua. Oh, not a good she fit. She says, well, you know, I can keep them separate. 
And all yes. I could think of was, well, Sarah's going to be out to this property if we let this animal go with you today. <laughs> so, And she was terribly offended, upset that we wouldn't let her adopt this particular dog. And I said, you know, we're going to find you a better fit. And we did. But the point is, you know, we, we're, we're not trying to discriminate, but we're trying to do the best for each and every animal. Yeah. So that, that's, that's kind of where we are with that. And now, um, you know, talking about it's, it's a National Dog Day, um, the, the neat thing between the two of us working with the college here, we're both, we're actually uh, both taking advantage of the programs that we have at the community college. Mm-hmm. So while Sarah's in BLET and working hard, which I keep asking her every day, I'm sorry, can you graduate and get back? <laughs> <laughs> I'm asking that yeah. every day as well. We yeah. <laughs> There's just no time for She's got 35 options. exams, we heard, <laughs> yes. so you know, she wants out too. <laughs> she, she, just, today. she could just hurry up with this and... Uh, <laughs> Maybe be a trendsetter and get done early. Well, and speaking um, of, yeah, so we've got the basic law enforcement, but we also offer veterinary and animal care, our veterinary assistant program and pet handling and basic grooming through the community college. And that is um, actually under our environmental health programs right. at the college. And uh, we have a class that's going to be coming up February 1st through May 14th. And I know that with you've got some new growth and you're going to be looking for vet techs. Absolutely. Not only that, um, we actually yeah, this entire year... Uh, we've actually had several, I think I want to say between 10 and 15 students have done their um, community time and their their volunteer time with us. Mm-hmm. They have so many clinical hours yeah. that they have to do. Well, we are not only a registered shelter, but we are registered with medications and everything like that through the DEA. Because of that, they can come and do their rounds, the rotations with us. So we've already had 10 to 15 students this year. And they're still calling, so I'm imagining it's going to get bigger. Not only that, but when the vets come on, we're going to need some techs to be able to help the vets. And, you know, um, we'll probably be looking for one or two people in the near future, probably I would say like January, February time. So a couple Saturdays ago, I was out. Um, you guys were having a big fundraiser and trying to get Sarah. Actually, was locked in the cage, and you oh, had that to was get my money. Best day. Yeah, <laughs> I'm abused. Actually, you were abused. No, you were not. You were well fed. I saw you had pizza and water. I did not. <laughs> they locked you in a cage. They paid to let the sheriff out. And- they paid to keep me in. Oh. Absolutely, 100%. See, I came, by with, I came by with cash. I was trying to get Matt Knight out. He was, I guess, followed up after you got out. Um, so, yeah. So, But that was a huge success for you, right? Oh, yeah. We did 116 rabies shots. There were 15 adoptions. And we made over $4,000. Oh, my for, goodness. Yeah, it was a, it was a big event. Amazing. Thank you, Sarah, yeah. for getting locked up to help yeah, out. No to help out the puppies. And we're really paying to keep her in there. Yeah. <laughs> That's... What is wrong with you? The pattern. <laughs> and I mean, Tommy Bell here, he was, um, every time I turned around, he was giving a shot. And not all the animals that were coming through were nice. I remember looking over and seeing uh, three little schnauzer mixes growling and a fussing. And he, uh, he was just as fast as he could be to get everybody. We did a drive-through, which makes it so much easier when you're yeah. coming mm-hmm. in with five and 10 and 15 animals. He was able to do all that. He was giving shots during the whole thing. and Yeah, I saw that. You were just going, like, the windows were down, the animals were in the car, and you're like, zap, zap, you know? Yeah, <laughs> Taking care of them. Yeah, it was $7, I think it was. Yeah, it was $7, $7 a rabies yeah. shot. That's mm-hmm. fantastic. And, I mean, that's, to, that's, that's a community service because that's less animal control calls that, like, oh, there's a rabbit, whatever, mm-hmm. you know, to having that done. So, I mean, I think it's fantastic. It's, it's state law, so... It is state law, and uh, I know that, like in Trent Woods, you have to register mm-hmm. your animal and make sure that their rabies shots are up to date. You've got a puppy. I do. 
a little, my golden retriever. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to think, too, if I bring home another puppy, how is he going to react? <laughs> <laughs> you know how you can solve that? Foster. Yeah. Oh, that's true. But that's if, another aspect. you know if I'm going to foster a dog, I'm just going to keep it. I know. That's yeah. Fine. yeah. <laughs> that's what happened. But... Foster failure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, the foster mom sucker. Yeah. <laughs> and have, Craig, you've got cats at home. That's where you're so comfortable holding uh, this precious. At home, there's uh, one pit bull and two cats. Yay. That's mm-hmm. awesome. And the pit bull loves the cats? Yes, more than the cats love her. (laughs) (laughs) Which, again, is another misnomer, you know, for for these animals. My cat rules the house with two pit bulls. Yeah. 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 Really? Oh, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, a lot of our bigger breeds, Dobermans, Mastiffs, Rottweilers, and Bibbles, they often get a bad, you know, a bad name, and it's... It's funny. Yes, we do see what when someone doesn't train a big dog of any sort or a little dog for that know, matter. Little, when they don't train mean. them, it, it can be very detrimental. Mm-hmm. You know, but the thing is, some of the sweetest dogs have come from these breeds. Yeah. So I know there's a lot of breed restrictions for some people. I wish that that wasn't a thing. So I'm a big uh, advocate for pit bulls. If you tied out a lab and expected your lab to be simply for protection and gave them bare necessities. That dog might be mean too. Yeah, yeah. I mean absolutely. the thing is, it's the pit bulls getting tied out for protection. So it's yeah. not the breed; it's the purpose of them, what they're doing with them. So. Yeah, and it's 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 more difficult for us because that's mainly what we're seeing is that people get them, you know, in the intention of they're going to be a guard dog or they're outside and they come in in the in the worst of shape, and uh, then they end up being some of the most loving. So sure. uh, we also have to hear the words, "Come pick up this hound because it don't hunt." This is a hard statement, but it's part of what we do. Um, you know, there's a place for all animals, whether they hunt or not. And so uh, that's another thing that, you know, Sarah has to come and get the hounds, bring them in, and they have no manners. They've not known anything but outside. We've had that conversation about mine. She was yeah. um, she was surrendered to the pound. I'm not so sure she wasn't the favorite or the parent was the favorite hunting dog that got with the house pet because she's got a little shih tzu in her. Um, so, I mean, you got Foxhound and Beagle with Shih Tzu. And, she, you know, um, then she was in a family, or she was with a young woman with another pit bull, and, uh, but she was in an apartment, and she was a college student. So it got surrendered again. Mm-hmm. And then another family adopted her. Hounds are a whole different breed. Ooh, I inherited she, one recently. Yeah. So, and then <laughs> she was, she was uh, surrendered again, and then she was at an adopt-a-thon um, in front of PetSense in Wilmington and the family picked her up and then a few months later she was surrendered again. So when we saw her, she was irresistible. Her picture once again, husband said, bring her home. And she was the biggest hot mess that I've ever seen in my entire life. (laughs) And well, we were the fourth family in five months of her little life. Of course she's that way. And no, like you said, no home training whatsoever. And they have so much energy. Yeah. They do. No, I, I fostered a hound that we brought from the shelter so they could get well. And I put him into my small guest house that I have. And I went out to check on him the next morning to feed and take care of him. And they were standing on top of the countertops. Yes. So <laughs> there was, was like, oh, you're here. Was I not supposed to be up here? We had we had the little, the cages, or the what do you, crates. The we had, yeah, so we were going to try to crate train her. We put her in, and we go to church. We come back, and she was out of it. Like, how did she get out of it? And then we switched a crate, thinking, "Oh, maybe it was this one was defective." She could get out of every single crate we ever they put like her to in. Run. Holy they cow! Like to run. Yeah. And then we run, would, and they're smart. They're smart, yes. and yeah, we would put up barriers, you know, like to keep her from the other side of the house. And I think she would just sit there and watch my husband, like like it was a puzzle. 
Okay, if y'all can leave now, I'm going to figure it out. And then we find her in the other part of the house. She figured out how to use her nose to undo the deadbolt and her paws to bring down. And and she'd fly. Oh, she was gone. And they said it was funny. They said she'll never get more than 24 pounds. She's 52. They said that, <laughs> yeah, they never, they said she would, um, that she was housebroken. They she said was, I'd lose weight and be let. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you're housebroken. They say what they want. <laughs> you <laughs> but you're housebroken. Yeah. Times. Yeah, they said she was housebroken. She wasn't. And then she said, uh, they said, um, but she can clear a five foot fence. And that was true. But I think what Eileen and I's conversation was is that, you know, you've got to give these animals a chance. It was hard. Um, you know, she ruined carpet. She chewed shoes. But They're worth she, it, though. She's the it's part of the family. You, she's the family. She's it. She's family. Yeah, she's part of it. You know, another thing that we talked about, how we work so well together. We've also, for the first time, relationships with some of the hunters. Because we've had an issue before with hunting dogs and, mm-hmm. and a lot of controversy there. But we are working with responsible hunters now and they've educated me kind of taught me more about the breed and what they do mm-hmm. um so that that's because they're not house pets but you can treat them well and, and they can be house pets mm-hmm. but um but the hunters now kind of if i have a problem with a particular dog they'll they'll reach out to them they'll kind of police themselves and and fix themselves so that's been beneficial as well great so we have got it's actually really awesome when people are given the opportunity to police themselves how they will mm-hmm. yeah. right just that's what yeah. we're about education, not yeah. necessarily just being the bad guy and taking their animals. We want them to, to do better by their animals. So Yeah, absolutely. So I have, I, I've had enjoyed this show immensely. I feel like so much more in the know now trying to go through these different programs and what Craven has to offer from the community college standpoint, but how we're now partners also with the community and with the sheriff's department as well as with the animal, um, share, um, animal shelter as well. Um, Jim? I mean, not Jim, um, Billy, Bell, Tommy, Tommy Bell, Tommy. Tommy, I'm sorry, <laughs> Tommy, I'm going to, Jim, Tom, Bill, thank you for bringing out these lovelies. Um, Eileen, thank you for coming. I know that you had slid in at the second because you were picking up money from a pet sense adoption uh, funds. So again, the options to adopt are not just at the shelter when you have those events yeah, we, like that. We really please. do have a lot of programs going right now where we're working with a lot of different people. And I, I, one other thing I want to mention, you know, everybody thinks that it's just, um, you know, one group that comes into our shelter. We actually have 13 officers spread between the city of New Bern. Um, we take care of Cherry Point. Oh, I didn't know that. Pamlico. Mm-hmm. And um, all of these officers report back to the shelter and bring animals. So we're receiving animals from pretty much all over those areas. And, uh, you know, that even though maybe Sarah doesn't have jurisdiction in Pamlico and vice versa, you know, our officer there doesn't hear, they, they still all come to the shelter at the same shelter, same place, and still need love. So yeah, it will, it will really help to uh, spread the word hey. that we're getting kind of full and need help. Hey, Charles, can you get close up of these, these precious love faces? I mean, they are... Tommy's is just. I've been as, doing this the whole morning. Oh What's wrong with gosh. you? They're just beautiful. <laughs> you little puppy. So, uh, uh, since we're out of time and, and running out, maybe we just end the show with like close-ups of close-ups <laughs> of these critters <laughs> that need they need for forever homes. Forever. So It'd be thank- awesome if they could go home today. Yeah, mm, well, Chelsea. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you all for being here today. Uh, Charles, thanks for helping us put together this wonderful show. Um, Craig, Chelsea, um, have a wonderful afternoon. And we like to end it with stay happy, stay healthy, and stay safe, and take care of your animals. Love on them. Thank you. Have a great day. Bye. Bye.